Today's episode is brought to you by Change Management Communication Center. Contact them when you need to shift, strengthen, and elevate your organization from us and them to we and how. Go to NeverStopConquering.com to learn more. On to the show. I'm David Kelso, and you're listening to APC Presents, where I showcase independent podcasters from Northeast Wisconsin. Pulling from the Never Stop Conquering feed this week, our wonderful guest and APC member, Tina Schulke, interviews David Breyer, Google's number one rebranding expert, about rising above the noise purely by being different. David Breyer has got a doozy of a resume when it comes to marketing and branding, so hopefully we can take some goodies from that for our own podcasts. I'm pleased to present Being Different is Better Than Being Better from Never Stop Conquering. Welcome to Never Stop Conquering, a podcast known for untangling the thing that's probably getting in your way. Tina's guests are business owners, executives, celebrities, and influencers who share their best stuff because they never stop conquering. Guests are not just good idea fairies. In every podcast, we're giving you steps to take so you, too, can achieve what nobody thinks is possible. Now here's your host, Tina Schelke. Hey, I hope everybody's doing great. Thanks for listening, and I hope your week is going fantastic. Today we're going to talk with David Breyer, Google's number one rebranding expert, slayer of the mundane, liberator of awesome, advisor to CEOs, and my favorite author. David wrote and published Brand Intervention. It's a bestseller, and he's responsible for more than a billion dollars in sales. Um, We're gonna talk to David today. He's going to explain to us, like he did for me, why being different will grow your business so much faster and so much bigger than being better. David. Tina. <laughs> it's so good to have you. Let's let's talk. Okay. Very good. So you want me to jump right in? Yeah, jump right. in. Well, thank you for that fabulous that fabulous introduction. Um, basically, here's the interesting thing. Like every company that I deal with, I love I always love the initial conversations. Because they're telling me how amazingly fantastic they are. I did. Yeah. I brought all my stuff, all my marketing materials, and here's what we have. And I'm thinking, he's going to say, hey, that's pretty good. Right, right. (laughs) I probably said something different, right? Yeah, something like, what the fuck were you thinking? (laughs) (laughs) It didn't come out in your words, but definitely in the expression. Yeah. Later I got the words. Yeah, you got got the words. Well, well, here's here's the interesting thing. Here's the interesting thing. So, So the point is, is that... And I've learned to communicate in a way that actually makes sense to entrepreneurs, to business owners. It's like, look, we have this amazing product, this amazing service. We have the battle scars to prove it. We've got the, we've got specimens of the blood, the sweat, and the tears. All that all can document, you know, how much of our soul we've poured into this. And a carton full of happy customers. 
Always, always, or, or and sometimes, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Oh, okay. That's not that's not always a prerequisite. I mean, the thing, but it's kind of like they're absolutely in love with and obsessed with their own, they've drunk their own Kool Aid, and their baby, despite its four eyeballs, you know, and three ears, is the most beautiful baby, <laughs> right? That they that that it exists, and so so they're, they're like blinded by the love and the adoration and the commitment and the conviction and the years and the uh. oh, like our half dead tree. Right. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Tina is referring to Tina is referring to the previous incarnation of the change management brand, which has now been revived and resuscitated, brought back to life and is healthier, bigger, better, kind of like the bionic man, except without the special sound effects. So the thing that I would say is when a client comes to me and they say, you know, we're great, we're great, we're great. Of course, the first thing I say is, now if I went to your competitors, I suspect I would probably hear very much the same kind of, you know, accolades of their own greatness and whatever they've done. And so if you're playing in the better game, like, no, we're better, no, 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 we're better. Oh, well, they have 12 benefits, oh, we have, 14 benefits. Oh, well, they do, they do, they'll ship it to you. So you have three day shipping. We'll ship it to you. So you have two day shipping. We'll ship it to you on one day shipping. We'll, we'll, we'll move in. So you never actually ever, it doesn't matter. You know, it just gets ridiculous. You can try and out feature and outpace and do all that kind of stuff. And that's a losing battle because um, you're still playing in the same box as everyone else. That means you always have to compare yourself to the others. That box is full. Not only is it full, but it's full of noise. Oh Loud. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, yeah, it's full. It's occupied, but it's, but it's. I mean, if we look, let's. If we don't look at the world through our eyes, we look at the world through the recipient's eyes, our audience that we want to talk to. There's noise that's hitting them all the time, and so it doesn't matter. Even if what we're saying is true, here's the other, here's the like ridiculous part of it. It could be absolutely true. You have created something that is amazing. You've created something that is so unlike what anybody else has done. But if you're using the same words, the same promises, the same context, the same framework, the same advantages, the same benefits, how the hell is the person receiving that going to know that your words have any more meaning than the other words that they've already heard 200 times, 500 times, 1,000 times, 5,000 times previously? That's the problem. That is the problem. It is a problem. I remember how how difficult it was for me to work myself out yeah. of that problem. Yeah. There were some magical steps. I took a big step on my own after we met and I listened to your presentation and got my book signed and I remember going up to you to get my book signed and I I just had this like pit of my stomach oh my god i did it wrong i was writing that proposal for a really good large global a a global brand a a very very large brand i was competing with some of the you know big five consulting firms and i sat there and i became very humble and then i became very ill listening to you and i looked at my materials and i wanted to like hand them to the person next to me and say, these are yours, right? Because I didn't want to own them anymore. And I knew, I knew that I couldn't push send on that proposal that I was so proud of and excited about. Right. 
You ruined my fucking weekend. The Bruins were in the playoffs. <laughs> and I had to go back and rework what I'd done. But was that ever powerful? We got the biggest contract at that time to date because of how I transformed my proposal, because of what I listened to and made a baby step, a baby step in the direction I needed to go. But the great thing about you is that you were willing to inspect. That's oh, that's probably yeah. the that's probably the biggest that's probably the biggest hurdle that that entrepreneurs or businesses have to kind of face is maybe everything we've done is not perfect. Even though we've been doing it for 5, 10, 20 years or if it's a multi-generational fit, well, my father did this and he grew it into a multi-million dollar, multi-billion dollar company, so therefore I'm going to continue it. Um Excuse me, but culture has changed. Oh. Needs have changed. Competitive landscape has changed. Things did not remain still. If, if you know, there's a premise. If things remain still, if nothing changed, sure, that would be a fine way to operate. That would be boring it, as hell. It would be boring I as hell. Know. But it would not be. But but getting back to the point that you that you asked me, yeah. the, the whole thing about so why is being better? Why is be or why is being different better than being better? The reason is because when you're when you actually look at it like you did, you mm-hmm. looked at it and you say, "Hmm, do we need to really, really, re- totally reshape this, revisit this, look at it with fresh eyes?" That's where that's where it became very interesting, and and you, and you start to go, "Okay, so if we're actually going to be different, that means we are we are looking, we're recognizing the box that everybody's playing in, and then we're willing to step outside of the box." and redefine what we're bringing to the world. And as a result, if we need to, we'll create a new category. And you look at the greatest brands in the world, that's what they did. You know, Apple didn't come in as, hey, we're a better computer company. No, they were like, hey, we're here to actually serve the rebels of the world. Yeah. You know, where you can actually where you can actually create. Right. right? And Nike wasn't about, I mean look, I grew when I grew up, there was Keds and there was Converse. And there was one other, and, and that, those were like the sneakers of the day. And you know, then all of a sudden Nike comes along. Did Nike say the better sneaker? No, that would have been being better, right? Instead they were different. No, they showed the aspiration. They showed the aspiration where it was, you had Michael Jordan doing his thing where he just like freaking practically like floats to the, to the you know, then boom, and then and uh, totally dumps, yeah. dunks. And so even like you look at Dyson, Dyson is a brand, right? It's like prior to that, I think I think vacuum cleaners had been doing what they've been doing for 50, 60 years with no change. <laughs> yeah. No change. They had, yes. And they come along, they use design and they use color and they use their, uh, what the heck's that word? With the, uh, the, the turbine, the, tur- the whole turbine mm-hmm. system, right? right? As right. opposed to just suction, yeah. it actually has a turbine system. And so, and it was visible too. They actually made a transparency. You actually could see, wow, look at all the dirt and crap that it pulled off of my rug. Holy mackerel. <laughs> We've been pigs before this. Oh my God. And, you're right. and so. I didn't like that part. <laughs> I, well, hey, look, you know, I'm, I'm willing to experience humility about two, three times a year. You know, just, just fleetingly. You know, like, oh, that was a humble moment. All right, good. Next. So, <laughs> but, but that was, but, you know, but the, each of those, it's like, what do they do? They, they were willing to step outside and go, wait a second. We don't have to, who's saying we have to play by the same rules? 
Welcome to the podcast Fast Class. This is check-in numero dos. You should have submitted your RSS feed last week. And did you see that email come through that said it's been approved? I certainly hope so. It's a great feeling when you get that. Next, we got to start thinking about your first episode. How are you going to come out of the gates running? Now, this should have been thought about probably a little bit beforehand now. But if you're just catching on, that's great. Think it through a little bit. How are you going to market? How are you going to, you know, have a little party for the very first episode of your show? I'm sure you're going to do great. Then episodes two and three are just around the corner and maybe you want a guest interview or something. Well, I'm sure you can find a few in the APC members Facebook group. Link in the notes. Back to the show. I mean, I just took I just took a company in the HVAC space, right? Yeah. And and you saw that cocoon. I saw it. Cocoon. It is amazing. It's you amazing. Look it up, folks. Cocoon. You can you, you, yeah. You can you can you can find either you can look them up or you can just go to my go to my website risingabovethenoise.com. R I S I N G rising risingabovethenoise.com and you'll see it it's in the blog. But but the point was like 1919, 100 years ago, the first. The first um, central, central, basically, sort of heating cooling system was actually invented and patented. Central air, okay. Central cool. air, that year, 1919, 100 years ago. Nothing has changed except for the size of the companies and how they distribute and how they market. Mm. Very similar to like what happened in the vacuum space with, with when Dyson entered in. So Cocoon, once I understood, because look at it, we could have been, we're the better one. And the, uh, what, what, that's, first of all, better is an opinion. Mm-hmm. Different, different. if you're smart, can be a fact. True. Let's look at that. So the better is an opinion. It's like, well, we're better. Well, yeah, then you say, well, you, well, sure, you think you're better. Well, we're better. It's, it's like watching politics. Who do you listen to? Well, the economy's doing great. Oh, no, the economy's doing crap. Well, the economy, you know, so-and-so's suffering. Well, so-and-so's winning. It's like, you go, well, how can they all be looking at the same thing and entering completely different conclusions? You never want to present something that's like your conclusion, but you do want to present something that's a point of difference, a point of understanding. So that's what happened with, with Cocoon is like, because they literally, literally, here's, it, and, and it was very interesting, not just so much to the conversations. You, you and I, I think it took about, I think it took about eight yeah. conversations. And I, because and I, you'd bring me back, I, I'd ask you some questions, you'd bring me back uh, some content, and I'd say, cool, now Tina, do your clients talk this way? And we we keep we keep we kept digging and digging and then you'd be deeper like deeper and deeper deeper and deeper and deeper. I listened to the clients, but what I what my um, Achilles heel was right was I'd listen and I'd be like, oh yeah, I get that, I see that, I've heard that, I understand, and I'd go right to the prescription. This right. is what you need. Right. So I'd speak to them about two and a half miles ahead of where they were starting. Right. And, but because I was speaking the language that experts speak about this subject, they were like, well, she speaks the language. Maybe she can help us get this shit done. Right. right. But it, it, it wasn't like when I asked what was valuable, when I asked, um, what they wanted to be acknowledged for during key moments of the project, you know, what we were doing really well and also what we could do better what I heard back was exactly the language I needed to use about our company. Right. And you listened for that. I was listening to be the, 
I don't know, I don't know, know it all or something? Like, oh, well, let me be well, look, well, look, you're, you're, look, you're the hired specialist who has a, who has yeah. a very specific area of expertise. It was just like I kept, I kept on having to dial it back and going. I mean, I, I kept on asking, and I was getting the, I was getting what you, your, I was getting your understanding, and I was like, good, let's back it up, because your understanding was still about seven stages away from what they were saying and their understanding. So I was like, good, what are they? So how would they say that? And then it was like we peel, we peel it. It was like a peeling an onion. We peel yeah. it and peel it and peel it until we finally got it to where the language was now actually something that was something on their terms because the one thing that i tell one thing that i always go over is the fact that the 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 road to your front door as a, as a business starts at your customer's front door not at ours like what you hear so far make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now this podcast is made possible by listeners like you so thank you for your support now back to the show that was so empowering for me. Like, and it was such a, a transformational moment for me to think like that. It, it did two things. Immediately I was like, oh man, I'm doing this wrong. And how could I be so arrogant? And how could I, how could I do this to people, right? How can I not honor where they are? And then at the same time, it's like, how come I'm so far ahead of them? And I don't notice it. I think everybody has this secret sauce or this magic juice, right? Like, I think everybody can do what I can do or our team can do, but that's not the truth. I can't do what you do, David. And our clients, our customers can't do what we do best. Right. At least not yet. Like, after we work together, but, we can untangle it and get there together. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but you're, the difference is that you're, one is they couldn't do, they couldn't have the impartiality that you have, right? Yeah. You have the impartial passion. Uh-huh. You like, you know what the hell you're looking for, but you're impartial about it. You're, you're, you, you can say yay or nay or good or bad or trim the fat and not be concerned about it. Um, but then you're also hired to then give them the tools to now maintain that. So they now have policies in place and, and, and basic structure in place to now, now they've got that sound foundation and have cleaned things up. Now they have the forward moving path and that's what you're bringing to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, a buddy of mine who has mm-hmm. Nike as a client, it's like, you know, he, he, he's like, well, why does Nike have an agency? They've had an agency for, I think, 25 years. Nike has the internal. Nike has over 30, <laughs> I think they have over 300 people in the design space in, within their company. Why don't they have, use them to do it? Because they will not have the impartiality. They will be too close to it. Proximity is one of the biggest Achilles heels of, of any organization. They're too close to it. It's like, we're great. We're awesome. It's like, it's a little cycle of what we went through, right? Yeah. So I asked the questions, you you answered them. But they weren't, it wasn't the language that was going to get us down the road. There was nothing incorrect about your answers. No, they were good they, answers. They were great yeah. answers. They just weren't, though, in a way that was digestible, one, differentiating, two, right? Has to have both of those factors. And that's the thing is that is that so it's much better to differentiate than it is to actually be better. Be different will always get you farther than being better. People buy differences. Why did you buy that dress? It was of some some distinction, some difference that you were like, oh, well, because blah, 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 right? Why do you go to that store? Certain differences. Why do you buy those sneakers? Certain differences. Why do you drive that car? Certain differences. Why do you hire that firm? Certain differences. 
I can guarantee you, I can I can sit anybody down, uh, I will go over their last 10 purchases where it was not just sort of like an impulse thing. I went to the convenience thing, I needed some water, and I just grab whatever the hell was closest <laughs> to the door. Like, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, okay, you're actually standing there, you're, you're looking, you're seeing what the options are, you're making a choice. You're going to Amazon, or you're going to a retail brick and mortar, or whatever, wherever you're going. But it always comes down to a difference. Yeah. And if you own the difference, you will get so much farther than just being, well, I know that they have five pizza toppings, we'll have 12. It's like, how far can you take that? It's like, you know, it just gets ridiculous. I mean, so trying to out-feature is just playing the bettering game. Because the, the two races I will always tell any business owner to never engage in, never, ever engage in the race to the top, which is, well, we'll out-feature you. We'll out-benefit you. We'll, we'll, we'll out-something we'll you. We'll give you more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. More, more, or, more. Or the race to the bottom, which is, we'll do it for less. Oh, God. So those are the two races never to ever participate in. You know what was like one of the best things that happened for us once we started working with you? Because we no longer wanted to be in that noisy box, that box full of noise where nobody could see us, nobody could find us. Like I almost fell out of my chair when I found out that this huge global manufacturer found us by doing a Google search. I'm like, what? You found Ha, that is hilarious and awesome. Wow, lucky. I don't know what happened there, but it was cool. We're out of the box. Guess right. who we get to be? Ourselves. Mm -hmm. Authentic. Real. That is so much more comfortable than trying to fit in a noisy box. We're quite honestly, we didn't even belong in the first place. Well, exactly. I mean, and, and that's and that's the thing. It actually is. It's a very, it's very interesting you say that because the point is, is that there's a little bit of if people are kind of let's just echo what everybody else is kind of saying, but we'll just echo it a little bit louder or a little bit this or a little bit that or but we'll kind of essentially say the same thing. How are we all going to win that SEO search? Well, it's not, it's not even just, it's, it's not even just an SEO point, but it's actually lazy. Yeah. It actually is. A, it, it's an admission saying, you know, we really didn't give it the wherewithal to, to, to care about our brand. I mean, I just, but just I'm go not sure if it's lazy. Part of it is, um, fear. Could be fear. Could be fear. Could be laziness. Probably more fear. Like when I, I remember like, but you're fearless. Company. You are fearless, I, Tina. I am fearless, but you are the Wonder Woman of of the of Oshkosh. <laughs> I love you. What, what I did though when I was starting my business is I wanted to fit in. I wanted to fit into that noisy box right. because I believed that that was. You thought what that that's where the winners were. You thought that's, that's where the winners were, right? Yeah. Yeah. Shit. That's the thing. That's I, the. I was that. so damn wrong. <laughs> I was so damn wrong. Right. It was, yeah. Yeah. And I was scared because, oh my gosh, if I don't fit in, nobody will know what the heck it is I do or why. Yeah. They won't know how to use us to get their best results. I was wrong. I needed to like turn around and take a look at that. Like I was walking one way so fast and so hard, really efforting it. And all I needed to do was turn around and go, ah, okay, there you are. That's what I need to do. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, it feels good though. Oh, totally. Totally. We're just hours away from the big reveal. Oh, I know. You guys, um, listeners, you're going to listen to this after our big reveal, but David and I, are sitting here with some of our, our coworkers, our colleagues in this podcast room, and we're all feeling like we're about to go to 
like Disney on steroids. <laughs> We're going to reveal our new brand to our customers and our community and uh, then tell the story beyond that, you know, everywhere. It's so dang exciting. I, I want to have like a burn party, like something to get rid of that <laughs> old dead tree. I'll put that out there just for you guys to see and you can say whatever you want about it. it a lot of people tell me it's beautiful and pretty and it is where we start and I do appreciate everything we've learned from that. I am definitely, and I surround myself with, experiential learners. Like the whole idea of looking at yourself, that's not new to me. I bump into, step into, fall off of shit all the time. I mean, that's how I learn and grow my right. whole life. Right. So yeah, I guess that's why I'm fearless. And, I know and, I'm And that's why, that's why you're the Wonder Woman of Oshkosh. Wonder Woman of Oshkosh. I like that. No, 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 just, so so I'll, I'll do that with the full effect. So Wonder Woman of Oshkosh. 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 <laughs> that is awesome. Thank you so much, David. I really appreciate you speaking with our Never Stop Conquering listeners. And uh, I look forward to spending the rest of the day having fun. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And this is a very epic epic awesome day and for those of you just tina's going to be lighting this place on fire she's already out of control she's only going to get more out of control you know i i, I recognized what i what, who i've helped here and uh, i'm willing to take the fall it's okay oh, i love it <laughs> find david find david um rising above the noise.com buy his book it is the best book like you will ever have it's unlike any other book I've read and clearly unlike any other business book I read. Brand Intervention. Buy it. You will not regret it. Damon John from Shark Tank wrote the foreword and everyone from Grant Cardone, Claude Silver from Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's VaynerMedia, and Ted Rubin. Stu, Stu uh, Sharman, CEO of No Before, they just became a billion, a billion dollar unicorn um, in the past six months. And so all these people have absolutely endorsed and love the freaking book. So if you value your future, as I know you do, buy the freaking book. Yeah. Thanks for joining us this week on Never Stop Conquering Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, neverstopconquering.com, where you can subscribe and never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on Captivate or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Even better, tell your friends to listen in. If you're really serious about this and want to never stop conquering, Tina and her team are available for private coaching, corporate consulting, and keynotes. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode. Thanks and enjoy today. Hey, I hope you had some great takeaways there for your own podcast. But with Tina's podcast on hiatus, you should go connect with her online and let her know that you listened to the show. Maybe you could get her to bring some more of these types of interviews to you in the Never Stop Conquering feed. That would be pretty nice, wouldn't it? If you want to bounce your marketing or branding ideas off other podcasters, head on over to AppletonPodcast.com to join our local community. You can also enter the podcast Fast Class giveaway to win some free gear. 
If you know someone in Northeast Wisconsin who likes podcasts, share this show with them. And if you've made it this far, please rate and review the show on Podchaser or Travelocity or TripAdvisor. I'm on vacation this week, so I don't really care. I'm David Kelso, your neighborly podcast nerd, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.